reason I reached out to you guys is because, like I said, I was doing a whole bunch of research on Islam. And after Andrew Tate converted to Islam, I went and did my own research. I found you guys' YouTube channel, watching a whole bunch of videos. I fell in love. And I was like, yeah, I do need to get on this stream. I do need to talk to these guys. I want some more insight about Islam. And I want to go ahead and convert and make my journey, man. Inshallah. I have a question. First of all, may, may God bless you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, may God bless you, bro. Amen. Question for you, bro. Yeah. You said that you, you were following Andrew Tate's stuff and then you saw him become a Muslim. Yeah. And then that got you curious. Yeah, that got me curious because, well, the crazy part about my story is my dad was Muslim too. But at the same time, my mom oh, and my dad separated, right? Oh, got you. Got yeah. You. So when my mom and my dad separated, like after Andrew Tate, when he converted, I was like, let me actually take, a, as I'm an adult now, let me actually take a look back into Islam and see what it's talking about and everything. And yeah, man, it's the truth. Like no, after sure. reading it, I'm in love, man. That's beautiful, bro. That's beautiful. Very beautiful. So please, bro, please go into your story. Start from scratch, man. We got, we got all the time in the world and, and tell us where you are today. If you have any questions, we'll try to answer them along the way. All right, yeah. So basically, my story starts off, man. So I started off staying in like I'm in the I'm in the U.S. So for everybody needs to know that I'm in the U.S. I started off staying in Georgia, and then after that, my mom and my dad, you know, you know how sometimes relationships don't work out and everything like that. So they end up separating everything. But when I was a kid, we did go to the mosque, we did pray and all that. But after I got like after I got separated with my mom and everything like that, she was Christian. We started going to church, so that's all I knew. So. But I really wasn't too, like, accepting of it. But that was just all I knew from, you know, being with my mom and everything like that. So, I mean, I always been fond of doing YouTube and stuff like that, too. So I got back into doing content creation and everything like that. So on that journey, I found Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, like, he basically, I know I know everybody knows about him, man. Bless the brother, man. But at the same time, the life he was living before was kind of degenerate. And for him with all that money and everything like that and all the accomplishment stuff he had to accept Islam, I was like, that is crazy. Like, that's crazy. So I had to do my own research and everything. It led me to reading the Quran, man. I got one right here, man. Let it read, led me to reading the Quran. Let me to making a TikTok about my Islamic content and everything like that. And a lot of people have been actually reaching out to me and saying a lot of positive things about me. So, I mean, it just, it's been a, it's been a journey, man. And I think, this is the next step, man, and it's time. All right. Very, very beautiful. So you mentioned you have some questions. You want to ask yeah. those first or afterwards? Yeah, I can ask I can ask them now. All right, let's go for it. Okay. So isn't one of you guys a revert? I want to ask you guys, um, why did y'all accept Islam? Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm the only revert here. Oh, you're the only revert, but, yeah. Yeah. But now nah, these these sort of brothers, they're kind of reverts in their own little way too. Okay. Every born Muslim that comes back to Islam, I mean, I would say the revert in their right. own way. Uh, but realistically, I guess, I guess I am the only like actual revert. revert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but man, I'll keep it very simple because I I want the spotlight to be on you, bro. And right, I, it's it's amazing. <laughs> but I accepted Islam, bro, because I just I was at the lowest point of my life. Yeah. And when I was at the lowest point in my life, looking for all these distractions, no one around me, I decided to do like a dopamine detox, yeah. cut everything out. And then I started feeling this pull to read the Quran. And once I started reading the Quran, 
it's just like I would reflect on it, and by the third day of reading it, it's like it all just clicked. Yeah. And when it all clicked, I felt these like waves going through my body, and I was like, "Oh, oh, that's different." Yeah. And I hit up Fire, and I was like, "Fire, bro!" Like, I was reading the Quran, and um, yeah, I had these like waves going through my body. He's like, "Oh, bro, you're a Muslim." <laughs> And I was like, whoa, 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 relax, bro, relax. Like, what do you mean I'm a Muslim? And then he started, like, telling me everything, and then it just kind of happened from there, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Like, that's exactly kind of how I felt. As soon as I started reading the Quran, I was just, I couldn't put it down. Like, as soon as I started yeah, reading, I couldn't yeah, yeah. put it down. It's like, because, like, one thing about me, I like to seek the truth. And I'm going to keep digging and keep searching until I find the truth. And yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think Islam is it. So another mm-hmm. thing I, I do want to ask you guys, Okay, about um, what's the main key differences from Christianity to Islam? Because I know, I know, for example, um, you know, Prophet Jesus, it's it's kind of different. Now, I know people have been telling me that, like, how how like they they were saying like in Christianity how Jesus um life's ended is different than how it is in Islam. So I want you guys to brush up on that so I can yeah, absolutely. You know, that. actually, bro. It's amazing. Well, it's beautiful because I was I was talking to my brother about this today and I was right. telling him no other way of life makes sense except for Islam. And I was talking about the different ways, atheism, Christianity, all that stuff. And when I got to Christianity, you know, I it just it became so clear to me that it does not matter whatever people say about Jesus and how he died from a seventh perspective. Yeah, because Jesus was not sent for us. So right. it really doesn't matter. Why? Why does it matter how he passed away and whatever to you living in the 21st century? Yeah, he himself in in the what we have the Bible today, you know, we don't think it's fully authentic, but for a Christian who believes in the Bible as it stands today, what does it say? Jesus said, I came for no one except the lost sheep of the children of Israel. So what is he going to do for, you know, for random Gentiles living in the 21st century? From our perspective, he didn't even come for us. So it doesn't really matter because we know Islam is the truth, you know, kind of regardless of what Paul said and these other people who we actually don't even know who they are today. You know, a lot of the books were written in Gospel or the Gospels written in Gospel. Yeah. But um, the main differences, like in terms of creed and theology, is the belief in the Trinity. You know, obviously, yeah. that's not reconcilable, one, with human logic, two, with the basic idea of God, or three, yeah. with Islam. And lastly, making Jesus to be a divine figure. Um, he's a prophet, messenger, and Messiah, Yeah, but he's not God. And nor does it make sense for a person, for a human to be God. Right. Does that answer the question? Yeah, it does. It does. But to add on to that, too, like... What happens in Judgment Day? Like, so they does Jesus come back? I heard somebody was saying something about that. Yeah. So as Muslims in this life, we believe that Jesus will have a second coming. Right. Because we believe that God, what happened is instead of letting the people kill him. Right. He raised him up to himself. And then he will bring him back before the Day of Judgment towards the end times. He will kill the Antichrist and he will be with the Muslims, with the people. Right. And uh, basically, and, and it called them towards goodness and that stuff. And actually, it's narrated. It would be a very beautiful, very, very beautiful time where there would be no injustice and that stuff on the earth. Yeah. And, and I want sense, you to imagine, actually. bro, like, look at look at the honor that Allah, that God has given Prophet right. Jesus, peace be upon him, to destroy yes, the Antichrist. Look at how right. powerful that is. And then I want you to also compare that to how a lot of like Christian media and Netflix, how they're portraying Jesus to be like the soft, weak figure. You know what I yeah. mean? It's a stark contrast. A good point, yeah, yeah, that does, yeah, that does make sense to me. Also, um, do you guys all know fluent Arabic? Do y'all, do all y'all know fluent Arabic? No, yeah, I wanted learning, to know that. Yeah, I wanted to know that. We're learning, okay, yeah. So, another thing, too, like, 
as far as like the prayers and stuff like that, it's five prayers, right? So mm-hmm. if you are if you are praying, could you pray in English until you learn it in Arabic? How does that work? So the I guess the the bad news for some reason <laughs> is that you you can't pray in English. Yeah, but but let me give you the good news. Okay. The good news is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most forgiving, the most merciful. Right. So if you're learning, uh, you know, Surah Al-Fatiha, which by the way, there are reverts who memorize and learn how to pray literally in a day. And yeah. some may take a week or a little bit longer. You'll right. learn it literally in no time, inshallah. Yeah. Um, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have mercy and forgive those who are you know, learning how to pray, but just don't fully know yet. Yeah. So you'll be there very soon, bro. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, and honestly, man, like... A lot of people will try to tell you like the the right way to do this and this is the wrong way and all that yeah. stuff. Listen, for myself, bro, for myself, hold up. Did this person really donate 99? Mm-hmm. Subhanallah, man. Allah bless you. Allah bless you. Listen, bro, like when I first started, I, I actually put the um this guy reciting Surah Al-Fatiha and like going through the motions like on my phone and right. I would just watch him and like follow along and like go with the prayer. Right. And just listen. I didn't even know how to recite it. Yeah. So, like, we all learn how we can. Right. And, again, like, Allah is the most forgiving. So, he understands exactly yeah. where you are in your journey. Yeah. And exactly what you need to do in order to, like, keep progressing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Another question I have. So, what's the biggest lifestyle changes coming from like Christianity to Islam. I know they praying five times a day and like it's certain things that are haram that a lot of the stuff that go on in the West is haram. So yeah, yeah I know like for one thing to another thing like relationships like that can't do that. You can't do that. You need to you need to get married and everything like that. Yeah. So I want you guys yeah. to brush up on that. Maybe like some of the things that like are haram, the key things that are haram for men to do in Islam. Okay, so first thing I wanted to say is, is uh, subhanAllah, bro, we had this another Andrew Tate fan that came on the channel, converted to Islam. We did a whole live like Shahada. He asked us a yeah. lot or asked me a lot of questions about Islam. And him and a lot of these people that are coming to Islam, one of the most common questions they ask is, how do we navigate relationships and marriage and all that? Yeah, so yeah, I think it, yeah. would be, it would be suitable, none other than Anhel, who is a reaver himself, to kind of okay. talk about how his view on relationships has changed, how it's a little bit more easy in some ways, a little bit difficult in other ways. Right. I mean, I was just going to say one point and let y'all say like another point, but I could speak about that if you want. Uh, With relationships, man, like I'm coming from straight degeneracy before <laughs> Islam, bro. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Um, I was I was actively trying to talk to many women, but Allah, bro, Allah has, is the best of planners. Right. Because in 2018, okay, I was actually engaged. Right. I was not Muslim. I was Christian, kind of. Actually, yeah, I was Christian. I was Christian. I was Christian. <laughs> I was engaged to this Christian woman. And then 2018, she ended up leaving me. Wow. Now this, bro, this was like a pivotal point because for me, um, it was it was very hard. I'm not gonna lie, to you. it was very hard. Yeah. And in that moment, it's like uh, I can't say I was close to God. Yeah. But I knew, I knew, like, okay, I have to stop talking to women for some time because clearly there's something wrong yeah. here, like with me, not not her or like the whole relationship. Like, sure, she had her problems too, but yeah. I'm saying with me, there's something wrong here. So. I think I spent like a year and something 
where I was just completely celibate, not talking to any woman whatsoever. And then it's like, after that, I started trying to actively look for women. Now, again, a lot of the best planners, none of that worked out. Right. It's like a lot kept me celibate so yeah. that I could learn, so I could actually grow and heal from everything. And yeah. then when I became Muslim, then Allah like made everything clear to me. It's like, look, this is why, you know, this was going here. This is mm-hmm. why this didn't happen here. And this yeah. is why this is here. He was basically preparing me for this because had I experienced the degeneracy before going into Islam, maybe that might not have been the best thing for me. Yeah. But I know that when I came into Islam, like it was very it was very understandable. Like, oh, yeah, you don't actually have relations with a woman before you get married because right. if you do, it blinds you to the red flags yeah, that could possibly be there, right? Yeah. Exactly, bro. So, I mean, for me, that, that was, like, the biggest thing in terms of relationships. Um, but the biggest thing that I wanted to say, like, I'd say the biggest change that I've been seeing or that I had to make in my lifestyle was um, just constantly constantly going to a lot bro yeah constantly going to god yeah because like not to bash any christian or anything like that but that was one thing that i didn't like it was because most christians that i knew they only went to god when when they needed something it was never a thing to where that you call on a lot all the time it was never that it was never that yeah 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 Hmm. and that's it man that's it bro for me, there's way and, more, but like I want to yeah. keep it simple. I want to yeah. let the other brothers speak here. Yeah, and I wanted to touch on his beautiful point there that as Muslims, we're not shy from intimacy, bro. We don't have right. any weird rules like you want to get up in the church, <laughs> you got to devote yourself to God, you're celibate, yeah. none of this man-made stuff. You can have one wife, and if you can treat them equally, you can have more than one wife, right, up to four. Right. Um, right. But the main message is we're not shy from intimacy. The prophet, right. peace be upon him, he went to the youth, you know, the shabab, and he told them that, uh, all of you guys, if you have the ability to get married, get married. You know, but right. if you can't, then fast. Um, right. So in Islam, we're not shy about marriage or intimacy or anything like that. But we have a permissible way and then obviously a non-impermissible way, right? Um, right. So that's really it, bro. Yeah. So the advice is obviously if you can get married, to get married. Um, but that's all I'm going to say. Bro, and let me actually slide back in here. It, bro, when you... When you are worshiping Allah and you are getting closer and closer to Allah. Right. And he puts a woman in your life that is almost like a direct reflection of you. Like y'all are on the same level. Y'all both growing. Y'all like on the same. Y'all been leveling up. Y'all at the same level. Right. Bro, it's something else. Like nothing, no other woman that I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Compares to my wife right now, bro. Right. And that, that's a beautiful thing, bro. And, and again, like, I do not believe that I could have ever experienced this had I not been Muslim, had I not been getting closer to Allah. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense, man. That makes a lot of sense. And that's all I'm starting to see, man. The more, the more information I get, the more it makes sense to me. And, I mean, if y'all don't have nothing else for me, I think I'm ready. And let me, let me ask you a quick question, bro. Are you single? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, so there's there's a lot of technical, a little bit more techie cases when you when you deal with Christians. You know, let's say they accept Islam, they become Muslim, they open their eyes to the truth, right? But let's say they're married, right. they have a wife. So now you know we got to give dawah to the wife. Uh, they got to inshallah become Muslim, and then you know yeah. you guys get married. But for you, it's 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 almost a blessing that you are single. So it's yeah. just you, and now you can worry about you know finding that other half, inshallah. Yeah, yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Inshallah. Taib. So just before we get started, first, I want to give a brief note for myself. It's I want to say, first for us, it's beautiful that you're already concerned with what is halal, what is haram. Yeah. And I want you to, as you learn about these things after you become Muslim, you start practicing. I want you to first learn about why these things are important. Right. You know, why should you be concerned with what's halal and haram? Right. You know, these these beliefs are fundamental. You know, oh, God, God says this is halal, this is haram. Why do I obey God in these regards? Right. It's because God is all-knowing. God is all-wise. He created you and me, the universe, and life and death to test who is good in deeds. We know that anything God tells us to do is good. Anything God tells us not to do, that thing would have been bad for us. And understanding those things makes it a lot easier to understand, you know, and uh, to understand why you're doing them, why you're avoiding them. And um, it makes it easier to practice those things. Right. So with that being said, I have to ask you some questions just so we know that, uh, you know, you understand Islam correctly. Nobody's right. misinformed you and all that stuff. Okay. So, and they're really simple though. I'm not going to give you any trick questions. I promise. Okay. <laughs> so do you believe that there's one God worthy of worship with no partners or associates or, or sons or daughters? Yes. Perfect. Do you believe in the angels? Yes. Do you believe in the prophets and messengers that God sent? Yes. Do you believe in the books and the revelation that God has sent with his prophets and messengers? Yes. Do you believe in destiny that God has a divine destiny for all of us? Yes. And do you believe in the day of judgment? Yes. Perfect. Do you believe that the Quran is the unchanged word of Allah? Yes, I do. Perfect. And with that being said, you're going to inshallah repeat after me. Okay. First, I want to I want to ask you guys if if you if you want to do it this way. So, can you guys see my screen right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I can highlight the words so you can see them as we say them. Do you want to do it that way? Yeah, yeah, that works. Okay, so just repeat after me. Ashadu. Ashadu. En la. En la. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illallah. Illallah. Wa ashadu. Wa ashadu. Anna. Anna. Muhammad. Muhammad. Rasul. Rasul. Allah. Allah. Now just repeat after me in English. I bear witness. I bear witness. That there is none worthy of worship. That there is none worthy of worship. Except for Allah. Except for Allah. And I bear witness. And I bear witness. That the Prophet Muhammad. That the Prophet Muhammad. Is the final messenger and prophet of God. Is the final messenger and prophet of God. Allahu Akbar. Habib. Allahu Akbar. Welcome to Islam. You are now our brother in Islam. And everybody, warm welcome. Assalamu alaikum to our brother in Islam. May Allah bless him. We already have a super Feel good, man. Allahu Akbar. George, boy. Feel good. Yo, that's what's up, man. May Allah bless you. Thank you. Bro, it's, it's going to feel. It's going to feel different this next month. That's all I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Someone made such a beautiful point in the chat. Let me, let me find it. The Allahu Akbar is coming so fast, bro. It instantly disappeared. But they say, wiped clean of all his sins and given good deeds for them. SubhanAllah. When a person accepts Islam, Allah forgives them for all of their bad deeds and their sins of the past and lets them keep their good deeds. So what does this mean? This means that any Muslim who is sinful, you know, and has good deeds and whatever, but they have sins, 
our brother might be a lot better than them right now because he has no <laughs> sins on his plate. No <laughs> sins on his plate and only good deeds. Allahu Akbar. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. So what does, what does, what, what, you know, should life look like now? What should our outlook on life be? Some people have this perspective. You don't seem like the type, so it's not about you, but some people have the perspective and the thought that, oh, once I accept Islam, uh, my life is going to be easy peasy. God loves me. I'm good. What does Allah say in the Quran? Allah says that he created death and life to test which one of us or, you know, the ones who are good in deeds. Allah is going to test us. We're going to be tested with good times and we're going to be tested with bad times. It's possible that you walk into the next step of life and it's an adversity where God is testing you. It's possible that you're Muslim for 10 years and then God decides to test you with something difficult. But what did the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, say? He said, how amazing is the state of a Muslim? How amazing is the state of a Muslim? Because when he's tested with something that's good, he's thankful to God and that is better for him. But when he's tested with something difficult, he is patient and that is better for him. Because God will test a person. And there's another hadith that says that Allah will test a person because he wills for them goodness and he wants to raise them in ranks. And you would not have gotten to this point, you know, leveling up to this point in this life or and in the next unless God tests you. And I want to speak on my own behalf right now. Where I am now with whatever goodness I have, alhamdulillah, with whatever I know or my character or whatever financially and being married, all that stuff, alhamdulillah, all of it, every single ounce of it, not only does it come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it has come from Allah and Allah blessed me with these things through a difficulty, through a hardship. And it's only been through these hardships that Allah has really blessed me in this life. And I think many, many brothers and sisters can say the same thing about them and their lives. So the main focus for us is that we worship Allah alone and we submit to Him. And brother, inshallah, we're going to stay in contact. We're going to stay yeah. in touch. Don't worry. It's not going to be like a shahada and go. You yeah. are our brother in Islam now. You are, inshallah, at the moment being the fourth Muslim here. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I want to do want to do this again sometime because I'm still going to be making content and everything like that. And I know these people want me to talk more about Islam and now they want to see my journey now. So I'm definitely... I definitely want to keep in contact with you guys. Inshallah, mm -hmm. we're here, my man. We're here for my brother. Uh, Anything you need, you? Inshallah, reach out. All right. Sad. Well, thank y'all so much, man. Hamdulillah. Like, we got a got a long journey ahead. Got a long journey. Alhamdulillah. What What's your Instagram, my man? What's your Instagram? I want to send you a DM. Uh, Sheed underscore four five six. I'll just I'll make a group chat, bro, with all of us. Yeah, make a group chat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro, something I want to say you. You might start getting a lot of Muslims like sending you a lot of message. Yeah, they Beautiful. do. Beautiful. They're ready exactly. To, yeah, bro. May Allah bless them for their intention. But you're probably gonna get even more now. Yeah, it's gonna be them trying to like tell you what to do now that yeah. you become Muslim. They all yeah. have good intentions, but it's gonna be right now. Like it's very easy to get overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. So just take your time. Yeah, take it little by little, baby steps here, bro. Allah loves what is done consistently even yeah. if it's like the smallest thing but just consistently Allah loves that consistency bro right alright boys I just made a group chat alright alright beautiful alhamdulillah alright my brother inshallah we'll connect offline may Allah bless you immensely All right.
All right, y'all. Everybody be mm -hmm. safe, man. Hope y'all enjoy the rest of y'all day. And thank y'all so much, man. Got a long journey ahead. All right. Assalamu alaikum, bro. Amen. Salah. What a beautiful brother, man. Honestly, that, man, that warmed so my heart. Everyone make God for him and uh, send only positive messages to the brother, inshallah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Please, guys, keep keep us all in your doors. Any advice for a person working a haram job? Listen, bro, the fact that you're calling the job haram is, is saying that I have to leave it. So what advice can I give other than what we're taught? To leave the job, inshallah, Allah will give you that which is better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. <sighs> Alhamdulillah. Man, I, I just want to end the broadcast and like go pray, man. Like that was so beautiful, subhanAllah. Wallah, bro. I just want to go make it's it like, Inshallah, it's nice that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, like he blessed us with that. It's beautiful that Allah blesses us with this, with these opportunities. May Allah forgive us and, and accept it from us. Allahumma ameen. I mean, bro, I mean. Right, guys. You, huh? Like when you see people revert, it always reminds you. Yeah. It reminds mm. you, like, that you're not crazy. That, like, it, it's actually real, you know? And it's not saying that we ever, like, doubt it, but it's like the was was. It's always there. And like sometimes mm. our mind wavers, and then when we see someone else accept Islam, and we see like they're just so on it, it just reawakens that. It like brings you right back to like that that state where you're like, ah, yeah, like you know what, like this is real. May Allah bless us with uh, more Muslims to join the Ummah. I mean, I mean, Ya Rab, I mean, Ya Rab. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Aaudhu Billahi Min Shaitan Rajeem." Bismillah Rahman Rahim. إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرَ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسِ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ تَوَابًا Allah says when the victory of Allah comes and you see people entering in like multitudes, entering Islam in multitudes or the religion of Allah in multitudes, um, then basically praise Allah and seek His forgiveness. Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, uh, and wait, Indeed, Allah is, is ever forgiving of, of tawbah and repentance. So let us do that now, inshallah. Um, alhamdulillah. All, all thanks and all praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <clears throat> who facilitated this for us and for you guys and allowed us to be guided to the truth of Islam and allowed us to be one ummah, one community, blessed with such a beautiful Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him as a perfect example and guide for us in this life. And uh, he will be an intercessor for us in the next. So remember, when you hear the name of the Prophet, say peace and blessings be upon him. And thank Allah for blessing us with Islam and seek forgiveness from him. And that's a reminder to myself, first and foremost, and to everyone uh, in here, inshallah, as well. Inshallah. And mm -hmm. let's just take a second. Let's take a second to say mashallah to that beautiful beard that Rami has developed over the, the course of two years. Allahumma barik, bro. May Allah oh, bless it. May Allah make it even more thicker than it already is, boy. And to anyone that made it here, guys, stay tuned till March 2023. Our biggest guest that we're ever going to bring, inshallah, on this podcast. May Allah accept it from us and make it a beneficial discussion for the Ummah. I mean, And with that being said, Allahumma atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adhab nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
Muslims in Norway are now establishing a masjid and dawah center to enhance the Norwegian dawah. If you donate to this cause, you will inshallah reap the rewards of thousands of Muslims coming back to Islam and many of those will become du'at and invite to Islam. So click the link and donate now and share the video for extra rewards.